Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now, to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good, good, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program, coming to you live and direct from the South Point Studios here at the South Point Hotel Casino on the fabulous strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, your gaming capital. And, of course, we cover the world through many different platforms, like the one here that you can see us and hear us at South Point Studios at the YouTube. Uh, you just go to YouTube, South Point Studios, hit the subscribe. I'll be set and ready to go. And, of course, all of our usual uh, platforms that we have, like the radio stations here in town, AM, 1400 AM, of course, that is Sports Talk, 1400 AM, and 107.1 FM. We've got AM and FM. And, of course, we've got uh, the phone apps, or your device apps, I should say, the KSHP device apps. Just go there. Stick it on your uh, device, and you can hear us now on your Androids or your iPhones. And, of course, uh, podcasting, we're all over there as well. So, however, wherever, whenever. And, of course, our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. Go there, you can hear us streaming. So, however, wherever, whenever you get us, welcome to the Race Day Show during this holiday week as we're ramping up to the holiday. Today, today, is the first day of winter. Officially, the first day of winter. But i got to tell you, it's warmer out there this morning than it has been in the last week. It's uh, in the 40s right now. We're going to get up to... Uh, the uh, low 60s, high 50s today, and the weather looks just great for this upcoming weekend. I know the travel weekend is coming up. A lot of people will be uh, heading on out today and tomorrow for, of course, the Christmas weekend. And then, of course, as soon as those presents are open, you open the present the race players are waiting for the day after Christmas, which is Santa Anita. We're going to give you the schedule of our programming for the rest of this week and on through uh, the uh, New Year's. Just so you don't miss a show or may listen for a show and it's not there. So here's how it goes. For the rest of this week, we will be uh, broadcasting today, tomorrow, and Saturday, our usual time, 7 a.m. We will not have a show on Sunday, Christmas Eve, the uh, 23rd of December. And of course, Christmas Day comes on Monday anyhow, so we won't be here Monday either. However, we are not usually here on Tuesdays, but we will be this uh, year because Tuesday, of course, the 26th, the opening day of Santa Anita. So we'll have a special Tuesday race day Las Vegas radio program. And then we're going to shoot right through seven days until the first of the next year on Monday, 
January 1st. So we go from the day after Christmas all the way to Monday, January 1st, with the race day show starting at our usual start time at 7 a.m. And then after that, we'll take uh, Tuesday off, as we normally do. We're going to take Wednesday off as well, the 3rd of uh, the uh, new year, the 3rd of January. We won't have a show. And then we'll come back on the 4th, and I will, we'll have our regular Wednesday through Sunday scheduled thereafter. So really, uh, we pick up a show the day after Christmas, and we drop a show uh, on the 3rd of uh, the January, that Wednesday, and then everything else is pretty much the same. So we keep you posted on that stuff uh, just to let everybody know what's going on because it's the holiday season, and i got to tell you, things are really happening out here. I'm telling you, things are really happening. And the thing about uh, here in Las Vegas, Nevada, that as soon as the Christmas holiday is over, they get starting to ramp up for the big New Year's Eve celebration. There's going to be something else uh, I heard, uh, that's for sure. We're expecting about 365,000 guests of ours to enjoy uh, the new year with us. But we have a lot to cover before then. And, of course, most of all, we have a lot of the racing to cover as well. Now, we have, the you know, these uh, next couple of days are going to be low race day shows because, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, we don't have a lot of racing out there that our handicappers cover. So we have an opportunity to talk to our handicappers and talk about a few things that might be on their mind as far as handicapping and the racing in general. And we'll have, of course, Jonathan Hardoon back with us. We've got Rich Ang with us, and he's going to you know, continue to give us his uh, selections through this entire bevy of bowl season, plus the NFL in their crunch time. And, of course, so Richie will be with us with a football pick. There is a uh, Thursday night NFL game. We'll tap him on the shoulder for that. And, then, of course, uh, John Lennon will be with us, uh, you know, telling us a little bit about uh, what's going to happen in Southern California, keep a track on what's there on opening day at Santa Anita. And Jerry Jackowitz, who started yesterday with uh, some philosophies and some basics about how to play the races and uh, try to turn uh, favorites into a better-priced payoffs when they occur, he's going to have another segment of his uh, betting strategies with us as well. So we got a lot to cover today. And by the way, if you're looking for a little Christmas money, Jonathan Hardoon provided that. He was the only one that gave us a pick yesterday. And that winner came in the fifth race. Hollywood close-up. Hollywood close-up got it done, but uh, as often happens when Jonathan, our handicappers, give out a horse, they get bet down. This horse paid $4.80 to win, but a winner is a winner is a winner. You can't take what they're not going to give you, and so we appreciate that winner from Jonathan Hardoon. All right, I think uh, just to uh, take a look at the, uh, I guess uh, we should take a look at the uh, weather around the uh, country, and right now the temperatures are great uh, in uh, Miami, 73 New York 42, Chicago 43. Phoenix, Arizona is going to get up to 77, which is, the, I think, uh, outside of Brownsville, Texas, one of the hottest temperatures in the country, believe it or not. First day of winter, 77. Brownsville, 79. Wow. Southern California, 65 degrees, although there won't be any horse racing going on in Southern California today. All righty. As far as uh, the, the weather itself is concerned, all the activity right now is uh, over the great state of Texas, your Lone Star State, a lot of uh, rain, etc. And some rain is moving into Southern California. I could tell you, I was out last night and uh, having dinner with friends. And when I came home last night, I uh, drove through uh, several pockets of showers out here. We're expecting a little bit of that precipitation, of course, for tomorrow as well. East Coast clear, Gulf Coast clear, and for the most part, the rest of the contiguous 48 clear. So we're in good shape for that. And right now, I think we'll go to our first break because uh, when we come back, we've got to start with your racing menu for today. And, of course, Jonathan Hardoon. We'll see what he's got up his sleeve for today as well. Don't go away. Your Race Day Las Vegas Thursday show is underway. Don't forget, go to South Point Studio on YouTube. When you get to that uh, location, hit subscribe. I want to see you guys out there. And it's free, so don't worry about the subscription. Great. We'll be back. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IP. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on Race Day Las Vegas for this Thursday show. Almost Friday, but it is Thursday, and um, it's time, I guess, to go right to our menu of racetracks available today. These are the tracks that are available today for wagering in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and racetracks around the country. We remind you that the first post times we broadcast on this show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone because that's where we're at, and that's where the folks right here at the South Point will be playing the races in our Racebook a little bit later on. So remember that if you're not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to it so you don't miss anything like I miss mom and dad. I could tell you this right now. All right? Pacific post times, not much on the menu today, as you can see on our graphic. But we'll get started. Remember, first post times are Pacific. And uh, what we'll do right now, get started with your racing menu today and the carryovers as well. So we begin with Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park has... uh, Nine races today. Their first post time is 9-10. 9-10 at Gulfstream Park. Their Rainbow Pick 6 jackpot carry over a good one. $188,915. Wow. And, of course, they have a Super High 5 carryover. Just not a jackpot. A regular Super High 5 carryover. That is $14,737. Again, nine races at Gulfstream Park and a first post time of 9-10. Then we go to the Mahoning Valley Racecourse. Now, Mahoning Valley Racecourse, believe it or not, has a couple of stakes races today for $75,000 a copy. They'll be the last two races on the card. In the seventh race, the $75,000 Joshua Joshua Radosevich Memorial. It is uh, six furlongs for two-year-olds. This stakes race sees 11 before scratches. Six to five favorite there is Shadowy. Then you go to the eighth race, the Bobby Bricker Memorial. It's at a mile and 70 yards for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up, a field of nine before scratches. And the two-to-one favorite in that one is Aunt B. Sort of like, uh, you remember, Andy Griffith, Aunt B. Uh, that's the eighth race. So you got the seventh and eighth races are the stakes races of the day. Eight races overall at Mahoning Valley Racecourse. First post time is at 9.45, 9.45 at Mahoning Valley. And let's see, they've got a pick-six jackpot carryover at Mahoning Valley today. Of $7,281. Your pick six jackpot carryover at Mahoning Valley. All right, then the Fairgrounds is next down in Nolens. Uh, Fairgrounds has nine races. Their first post time is uh, 1045, 1045 at the Fairgrounds. Following that, we got Delta Downs down in the bayou. Delta Downs has nine races. Their first post time is 1055. Then we got out to Turfway Park in uh, Florence, Kentucky. Turfway Park. Really has uh, kept a lot of uh, full fields there. Their their backstretch is full of horses, that's for sure. Nine races today at Turfway Park. First post time is two fifty five. They have a pick six jackpot carryover at Turfway Park of thirty five thousand two hundred fifty seven dollars. That's their pick six jackpot carryover. They have a regular super high five carryover as well. That's four thousand two hundred forty dollars. Nine races at Turfway. First post time is two fifty five. And then we wrap it up with Penn National. Penn National, as we call Penn Nat. Penn National's uh, first post time today for their seven races. Seven race card is at 3 o'clock. And uh, that is your racing brief and concise racing menu for today on this Thursday. Don't forget, folks, a lot of racetracks are taking uh, a week sabbatical. And then, of course, everything will gear up on the day after Christmas, which we will have a special show on Tuesday, 26th. Let's get to uh, Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I am doing fine, my man. First day of winter, but it doesn't feel like winter. It felt more like winter last week here than it does uh, today. But we do have some cloud cover, a little rain, you know, warming up uh, things a little bit. Weather in your part of the country? It's actually in the 30s, but it's mild. It's a beautiful day outside. If you could deal with a little chill in the air, it's it's nice. The sun is shining. No sign of snow or rain, so that's certainly good. 
Yes, that's for sure. Upstate New York is always good when you don't have snow on the first day of winter. That's for sure. Jonathan, uh, we're kind of uh, looking forward to uh, the day after Christmas when racing really gets geared up and started again. I know that uh, you do handicapping sheets for Southern California, so you're getting ready to do Santa Anita, and they got a whole bunch. They got a whole bunch of stakes races coming up at uh, Santa Anita on opening day. They do, and it's uh, one of the biggest days of the year, certainly in Southern California. Everybody looks forward to it. After the time off, they come back strong, and it's usually a terrific card. And, uh, you know, uh, they have stake races, and uh, they have full fields. The question is, how long are they going to be able to hold these full fields? You know, Santa Anita, unfortunately, is cutting purses, and uh, it's a bad situation. that They just can't get horses to come out there, and it's surprising because Santa Anita is a beautiful place. It's one of the most beautiful tracks in the country, and, uh, you know, the racing there is certainly safe, I'll tell you that much. After the hard time they had a couple of years ago, over the last couple of years, breakdowns have been few and far between so that's certainly positive you know you would think that uh trainers that have grass horses would certainly ship out to southern california but so far not so good you know uh, jonathan uh, we uh, are taking a look at uh, some of the statistics now that we have for several years compiling all the statistics etc for uh the uh, synthetic track versus the regular organic dirt track as far as uh, breakdowns and uh, things like that to keep it safer for horses, obviously. Uh, but it seems to me that the synthetic racetracks create more of uh, muscle injuries, uh, strains, than uh, the organic. The organic is more towards uh, the, the breaking of the bones and, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of injuries on the synthetic, so they're not recorded as fatalities. So I guess the stats make it look a lot better than it really is. The problem is there's a number of soft tissue injuries that we don't hear about. I mean, you know, you're going to hear about a horse if he breaks down or unfortunately dies. But you don't hear about the horses that are forced to take three, four, five, six months off because of these soft tissue injuries. Listen, again, we talk about it all the time, Ralph. Uh, There's always going to be injuries. Horse racing is a sport. It's like football or basketball or anything else. There are going to be injuries. It's unfortunately part of the game, but you have to deal with it, you know. So the question is, what's better, the fatalities or the horses that just get hurt? Uh, There is no right answer. You know, as far as gambling is concerned, I know plenty of serious players that won't even attempt to bet uh, synthetic tracks. It's just inconsistent the results a lot of times don't make sense and uh it's hard to get lines on horses some days they love it some days they don't run a step on it it's very hard to figure out and it's a tough surface to play well i know that you kind of uh, uh, shy away from uh the synthetic racetracks because of just what you said it's kind of hard to get a number or a consistency of past performances on a uh, horse uh, on the yeah. Look at the results every night at Turfway Park. Look at them. Every night, they have 100,000. Last night, a pick five paid 159,000. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if, right. If you get lucky enough and you connect the dots, you're going to get rewarded. But uh, when, when you get payoffs like that, and it's not just one night, it's consistently. Every night, they give you some wild results. You know, if you guess right and go deep in the right races, you have an opportunity. And I guess people like it. Listen, if you have a chance to make a score, that's what you you don't want to bet five and six horse fields. Let's be honest. You're not going to make any money. There's no value. It's very tough. And that's Southern California's problem. After the first couple of weeks, are the fields going to whittle down to nothing? If they do, we're in big trouble. Well, let's hope they can uh, they can keep it with uh, that chip and win uh, a, a a version of the chip Listen, and win. Delmar does a terrific job. Delmar, the whole the whole meet, they had big fields. They had the, a terrific chip and win program, and people chose to spend the summer there, which is a great place and, and a great idea. But they should also consider going there for the winter. You know, I got to tell you, you talk about Turfway Park and the unusual results there because of the synthetic racetrack. I, I, one thing for sure is the horsemen want to run there because they've got an abundance of horses and big fields 90% of the time. Well, there is no Churchill. There's no Ellis at this point. So that it's really the only game in town unless you want to ship to, to uh, fairgrounds, I guess, would be the closest track to there. But, you know, that's, I guess, why they're filling up the fields. And they have good horses. They have races for cheaper horses. So there's something for everyone at the Turfway meet. 
you know, uh, you do obviously Gulfstream Park you, this time of the year for the championship meeting there. They've they've been going for a couple of weeks in the championship meet. How does uh, how's that shaking out for you there? Is there anything different anything different from Gulfstream in the past during the championship meet uh, versus the first couple of weeks of this one? No, it's still early in the meet. The good news is that there's turf racing back. They didn't have turf racing since last year. So when they started the, the championship meet, they brought turf racing back. Unfortunately, last week and weekend, they had, you know, serious rain there. And most of those race, all those races came off the turf. So they were back to dealing with running on Tapita. But for the most part, listen, it's going to be good. They're going to have turf racing. And uh, if you like turf racing, again, Gulfstream's the only track on the east coast that's offering it now so you don't have many choices if you have a turf horse you either going to florida or you're going to california maybe fairgrounds but fairgrounds they come off the turf very quickly if you spit outside and the tra- and the turf course has a little moisture in it they're coming off the turf there so the two safe places are florida or california uh saturday uh, fairgrounds is going to have nine stakes races there and a big day of stakes racing at uh, the fairgrounds gulfstream park actually is going to have four stakes races on saturday the tropical park oaks the sugar swirl and the mr prospector both of those are grade threes and the tropical park derby i guess they are you know taking some of the races uh, popular races that used to be at tropical park and running them at gulfstream some yeah, the old Calder. That was the old Calder. They closed Calder down, and uh, you know that's the only track in, in Florida now. There's no more Hialeah and no more Calder. It's Gulfstream where you leave in the state, I guess, or Tampa. I guess you could go to Tampa. Yeah, uh, but the uh, the Tropical Park Derby, of course, is rem- remnants of the Hollywood Derby that's now run at Del Mar. They keep some of the uh, big big races, that's for sure. So that'll happen on Saturday. Laurel Park will kick in with uh, well uh, four stakes races there. Gulfstream Park, by the way, you're talking about the stakes races. You remember on the day they canceled the H. Allen Jerkin Stakes, that two-mile race on the turf. They began the day by uh, switching it to the main at a mile and five-eighths, and then it got so bad. Not the main. Uh, the tap- to tap- it, yeah. At a mile and five-eighths, then they ended up canceling the last three races, so they rescheduled it for this weekend. Yeah, and uh, let's hope uh, they'll get it in this weekend. Looks like the weather will cooperate this time, that's for sure. So we got some, uh, you know, great racing yet to come up on uh, on Saturday and uh, even on uh, Sunday. Uh, that H. Allen Jerkins, by the way, will be on Christmas Eve Sunday. We won't have a show, but um, maybe we'll take a look at that race uh, tomorrow or Saturday before we, we get on out of here. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, for the most part, uh, when we look ahead after Christmas, it's going to be mostly uh, concentrating on Southern California, Gulfstream, New York, etc., and, of course, uh, with the fairgrounds, they have some big racing days down there. And, of course, uh, all of those uh, uh, Kentucky Derby uh, leaderboard uh, points races as well in their uh, Louisiana Derby series down there. So we're getting started. And don't, don't forget Oakland. Oakland is firing away. They got full cards also, Ralph. Uh, yeah. No turf racing either, but they fill up those cards, and then you're getting 12 and 14 horses in every race. And they're going to have some big uh, points races as well, the Arkansas Derby. And I'm sure a couple of other races along the way. Oh, that Arkansas Derby, I think, is like a million two hundred fifty thousand now. I mean, it's uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. worth just winning that race. And it's I think it's a fifty point or maybe more as I, far as the Derby is concerned. So it's a major race as far as uh, you know getting able to be uh, to be eligible to run in the Derby. I think that's a hundred pointer. I think we get to the hundred points by oh, then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, the only uh, the the next race coming up as far as uh, point getters. Uh, is going to be uh, after uh, the, uh, the uh, well, just before Christmas on the 23rd, which I, I believe is uh, Saturday, there'll be the gun runner out at, uh, at uh, Fairgrounds, and that uh, will have 10 points at least in the gun runner. So we'll wait and see about that as we make our way towards the uh, Derby horses. That's for sure. All right. Uh, you know, you gave us a winner yesterday, buddy. But uh, we're doing some more Christmas shopping. Well, what can I do? But I, we said he was a single in both the, the early pick five and the late pick five. He got bet down late, uh, but he won and he won easily, and uh, that's what counts. Well, you know, we got we got more we got more Christmas shopping to do yet. We need some to do some uh, stocking stuffers. So what do you say? 
Let's look at the seventh race today at Gulfstream, and I like the number four horse in here, Lightning Tones. Uh, this is a three-year-old gelding from the Daniel Hurtak barn, Edwin Gonzalez aboard to ride. He's listed at five to one on the morning line. He's an improving horse. He's getting better with each start, cuts back in distance today. Number four, Lightning Tones, wins today's seventh race at a Gulfstream Park. All right, the seventh race at Gulfstream, number four, Lightning Tones, the four in the seventh race, seven furlongs the distance, and uh, that'll be uh, our winner today, so we can go stock, uh, start stuffing some stockings, that's for sure. All right, Jonathan, thanks a lot, my man. Appreciate it, and we'll t- talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. All right. When we come back, we're going to get to uh, Rich Ang because uh, we've got a uh, Thursday night NFL football game, and you know about all that college bowl stuff. So we'll tap him on the shoulder, see if we can get a winner or two on the field as well as on the racetrack today. So don't go away. We'll be right back. South Point Studios at YouTube. Subscribe. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Dear racing fans, your friends at Los Alamitos Racecourse thank you, the wonderful thoroughbred L.A. listeners, for your continued support and wish you the happiest of holiday seasons and a Merry Christmas. We can't wait to ring in the new year with the best of quarter horse racing. Los Alamitos' next opening night is set for Saturday, December 30th. The opening program will feature the holiday handicap, plus our popular $10,000 Pick 6 promo returns this winter. We'll add 10000 to the Pick 6 pool on Sunday nights if there's not a carryover. Also, our congratulations to our meet's leading rider, Cruz Mendez, Edgar Pieres, and Ricardo Ramirez. Leading trainers, Jose Flores, Angela Aquino, and Jesus Aranga. And leading owners, Ed Allred, Aquino, Aranga, and Battleborn Racing. And while we're closed for live racing, we'll be open for daytime simulcasting, including the big opening day program at Santa Anita on Tuesday, December 26th. For Vessels Club reservations, call 714-820-2681. Ring in the new year. Opening night of our live meet is Saturday, December 30th. Okay, back on race day, Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, we're talking about getting through the holiday season, then it's starting off with racing day after Christmas with, uh, of course, Santa Anita and all the other tracks that are on a little sabbatical now, like Oakland, uh, Aqueduct, et cetera, all be back in business, that's for sure. But we get right to the first month of the year next year, and on the 27th of uh, January is the big Pegasus World Cup uh, day of racing out at Gulfstream Park. So we re- really start kicking it in afterwards. But we got a lot of good football, both NFL and crunch time, and, and certainly uh, the college bowl season continues to roll on. So let's bring in uh, Rich Ng right now uh, for a little bit of help on those things. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Well, uh, we got an NFL game tonight. We're getting into crunch time in the NFL for a lot of the teams that need to win, and then some even need the other teams to lose to help them to get into the cusp for the playoffs coming up for the Super Bowl. And you know where the Super Bowl is at this year. It's right in our backyard at Allegiant Stadium. So um, we have kind of like a little bit of an interest in watching that. And I was surprised to see that the NFL on their schedule actually has three games on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's a nice Christmas present for uh, everybody. Uh, You know, it's one thing to to uh, celebrate uh, Christmas with the family and friends and open up all the gifts and stuff like that. But after a while, Ralph, you we're kind of stirring around looking for something to do. So having the football games on the TV uh, can be galvanizing for all of us to, to watch and enjoy. And not even a question about that. We start early on Christmas morning with, uh, of course, uh, 
opening the presents. We've got to get it done early because a 10 a.m. Pacific time start time is a kickoff for the uh, L- Las Vegas Raiders going into the Kansas City Chiefs. That ought to be a goodie. If the Raiders, yeah. of course, uh, score like they did last time. Yeah, the Raiders, uh, you know, trying to get a line on them. Good luck. They, they, two weeks ago, they scored zero points, lost 3 nothing. Last week, so they scored a, a team record 63 points against the uh, Chargers. So uh, we'll see which team shows up or maybe in, in between. If, if you average out the two, they score 31 points. I guarantee you Antonio Pierce would take that number right now. Oh, I think he will. He'll, he could take that number right into the locker room right now, that's for sure. One college bowl game today, that is Syracuse and South Florida playing in the Boca Raton Bowl at uh, Ball Stadium in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, I don't know. It's these are these bowl games are like they're entertaining. That's for sure, and they're good for the colleges and and for the the uh, the bowl presenters. But uh, uh, they don't uh, really dictate a lot of gambling, do they? Well, you know, one thing it's a standalone game, Ralph. So probably the handle will be higher than normal, only because it's the only game college football game to bet on. Uh, you know, quite frankly, a lot of these uh, bowl games are strictly for television. You take a look at the stands, and they're almost empty. But it's for uh, ESPN and the, the television networks to, to generate some income. Um, these two teams, Syracuse and uh, South Florida, are out there. They're both six and six teams, kind of mediocre in a sense. But uh, they're actually teams going in different directions. Syracuse fired their coach in midseason, Dino Bavers, and they struggled in at six and six. South Florida, on the other hand, last year, Ralph, they were one and eleven. Ah. And they turned it around to six and six. Plus, uh, they're going to have the benefit of, of being the, having the game played in Florida. So this is not a pick but a lean. If you're going to have to bet the game, I would probably lean towards South Florida only because of the motivation factor of uh, the turnaround for the season and a lot of home fans at the game. Kicking off Week 16 in the NFL, a much more attractive game, I think, will be the Saints at the Rams in Southern California. That'll uh, kick off at 5.15 on Prime, uh, the Prime video, that's for sure. And the home team Rams opened up a four-point favorite, the uh, over-under total 44.5. Those were the opening numbers. Don't know exactly what they are right now. But it looks like the Rams got their, uh, you know, mojo going again. Yeah, both teams are seven and seven, Ralph. But if you read the press clippings, you would think one team is a huge success and the other team is a big disappointment. The big disappointment is the Saints because they signed, you know, our Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, and we're under the impression that with a weak regular season schedule, they would have maybe a a ten win season, an eleven win season, and you know, roll into the playoffs. Seven and seven, in the way they played, is actually disappointing for, for the New Orleans Saints. Meanwhile, the Rams, if you bet preseason, you know, their uh, futures win total was six and a half. They're already at seven and seven, meaning you cash if you bet the, the win total for the Rams over. And uh, they're playing good football. The main thing is that keeping Matthew Stafford healthy and upright. Uh, he can really throw the football, as we uh, saw last week. That was one of the games I gave out on race day was Rams over the Commanders, 28-20. Yeah. Stafford's a heck of a quarterback. He's got a Super Bowl ring. And um, they have a chance, to, if they win the next two games in particular, of making the playoffs as a wild card, and they could be dangerous. You, you don't want to uh, face a, a kid like Stafford in the postseason because he could get hot and he can put a lot of points on the board. And Cup is playing again, isn't he? He's back. Uh... Yeah, Cooper Cup has had a couple of hundred-yard games in a row. Uh-huh. Uh, he caught a big bomb last week. If you saw the highlights, it was yeah. like a 65, 70-yard pass. And uh, Papua, the, the rookie, is, is still catching a lot of balls from Stafford. Um they're running the football, too. The key for the Rams to score points is they have to run the football because the Sean McVay offense, they like to run play action. So if you run the football, it keeps the linebackers honest and creates a lot of passing lanes. So that's something to watch for. It'll be a lot of fun tonight, that's for sure. Are you going to go with the Rams again? I'm going to go right back with the Rams. We cashed last week, Ralph. Uh, there were my, there's still minus fours out there. Uh, I would definitely go back with the Rams. Uh, Derek Carr. Uh, as I said, has had a disappointing season. He's got a lot of stats, but he's one of those quarterbacks who moves the ball between the 20s, and then when he gets in the red zone, has a tendency to either make a dumb play or uh, they have to settle for field goals. So um, I'm leaning toward the Rams. Well, I'll pick the Rams, minus four. All right, the Rams minus four tonight, 515 uh, kickoff. Of course, this is Pacific time, and uh, if you got uh, prime video, you're in good shape. And, uh, and of course, uh, if you don't, uh, well, uh, get it, <laughs> I guess. 
Hey, thanks a lot, Rich. Uh, we will, of course, talk to you tomorrow, and uh, we'll uh, continue on with uh, looking ahead to some football during this uh, season, getting through, uh, of course, after Christmas. That's for sure. Thanks a lot, my man. Hey, sounds good. Thanks, Rob. Good luck, everybody. All right, next up, John Lindo and Jerry Jackowitz yet to come, so don't go away. We'll be right back. We're here in the South Point studios on a rather comfortable first day of winter here. And uh, we'll uh, wrap up this show with our two uh, other handicappers as well. So don't go away. Remember, South Point Studio at YouTube. Subscribe. We'll be back. Your friends at Los Alamitos Racecourse, thank you, the wonderful Thoroughbred L.A. listeners, for your continued support and wish you the happiest of holiday seasons and a Merry Christmas. We can't wait to ring in the new year with the best of quarter horse racing. Los Alamitos' next opening night is set for Saturday, December 30th. The opening program will feature the Holiday Handicap, plus our popular $10,000 Pick 6 promo returns this winter. We'll add $10,000 to the Pick 6 pool on Sunday nights if there's not a carryover. Also, our congratulations to our meet's leading riders, Cruz Mendez, Edgar Pieres, and Ricardo Ramirez. Leading trainers, Jose Flores, Angela Aquino, and Jesus Aranga. And leading owners, Ed Allred, Aquino, Aranga, and Battleborn Racing. And while we're closed for live racing, we'll be open for daytime simulcasting, including the big opening day program at Santa Anita on Tuesday, December 26th. For Vessels Club reservations, call 714-820-2681. Ring in the new year. Opening night of our live meet is Saturday, December 30th. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada race book mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our ID. PTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show. The only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, back on the Race Day Las Vegas radio program to put a uh, final touches on this almost Friday, Thursday show. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow morning at our usual start time at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We hope you'll be with us. Right now, let's go to John Lindo standing by in Southern California. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, man. First day of winter here is a Pretty pleasant uh, in Las Vegas. How about uh, L.A.? Well, it was a little cool last night, but it's not too bad. Sun's out. It's clear blue right now. We got a little rain last night, and we're supposed to get the second part of the storm that's coming through Southern California later today, and it's supposed to bring some rain. So we'll see how much we get, but let's get it out, all out of the way before we start racing in Santa Anita next week. How are they doing with that, uh, turning that uh, training track into a, a synthetic racetrack? Are they uh, continuing there at Santa Anita in good shape? Yeah, they've been ahead of schedule, but they've still got a ways to go. So that is not in use. So right now the, the main track is all that they're using for training in the morning. That main track was closed today in anticipation of the rain. And you know, Ralph, the new rules in California, when, when, when you seal a racetrack like they did for today, tomorrow, even if it's open, they will not allow to be uh, putting in workout times. You can gallop and jog, but you can't work for a time. So that kind of puts the works back a day or two. I don't know how that's going to affect the opening day horses. Hopefully everybody's got the bulk of their work in before we get ready for next Tuesday. Well, John, I can tell you this. We're about uh, we're over a little bit of, over a month and a half away from the Breeders' Cup, and the Breeders' Cup usually is the uh, you know top of the heap right there uh, towards the end of the year. People look forward to it. They, uh, they bet into those pools, those large pools, because it's a good wagering opportunities on great horses. But I got to tell you, the trend this year uh, didn't fall off. Uh, the The actual uh, percentage uh, increase from the same period after the Breeders' Cup to uh, today is about one point four percent higher. So people are out there 
uh, and uh, playing the races, even though their their schedules are kind of uh, a little bit light right now. But they they've been doing their job. They've been playing races and uh, and having a good time. That's for sure. And I guess Gulfstream Park with the championship meet now underway is one of the key races, at least through this week leading up to uh, the Christmas uh, week. Yeah, this is a great opportunity, not only for Gulfstream Park, but Tampa Bay Downs will get exposure because they're one of the few jacks running. And you've got a, a Derby Points race, the Gun Runner at Fairgrounds on Saturday, one of many, many stakes there. So there's still some good racing around the country this week. And, uh, you know, let's just hope the weather holds. Uh, the weather should be good in Florida this week. Hopefully the weather holds at, at the fairgrounds in New Orleans and we get some good weather there because uh, there's some races I want to watch. John, I know that uh, when Southern California gets a light schedule as they are now, you know, until uh, Sanita starts day after Christmas, you uh, branch out and reach out and uh, do some other racetracks of interest, certainly, uh, for the Lindell Report that's found right here at the South Point, only at the South Point Art Racebook here uh, Right now, uh, you have the Linda Report, a comprehensive Linda Report covering all the races and all the goody information, suggested late pick four as well, on your sheet for Gulfstream Park today. And it's free of charge, exclusively complimentary here at the uh, race book here at the South Point. And I know that when you usually uh, cover racing uh, at the beginning of the week at uh, the racetracks, you kind of give the uh, players that are, are getting your sheet a little bit of a taste of what's currently going on at the racetrack as far as uh, the hot jockeys and trainers are concerned. So uh, I know you got the uh, latest uh, update on the jockey and trainer standing. So how we see it at Gulfstream today? Yeah, I update those notes as much for me as I do for them. And going into this week, uh, Arad Ortiz has been down at Gulfstream Park for two weeks now. He's already the leading rider. Through, through the two weeks he's been there, he now has 16 wins. Yeah. He's uh, in front by two. Paco Lopez has 14. Then Ed Garzayas rounds out the top three. He's got nine. As far as the trainers go, Safi Joseph Jr. has been on top from the start. He's got six winners. And then you have Ralph Nix, Carlos David, Riley Mott, and Fernando Abreu. They've all got four. It's early in the meet, but you see the the, the normal leaders are already rising to the top. I think I'm going to be okay with the percentage of the filthy favorites right now, but tell me. Favorites are hitting right at what's kind of the new norm, right around 36% so far at the meet. All right. Okay. I, I can deal with that. That's for sure. A uh, few of the meets that just ended uh, were a little bit higher than I kind of usually want, but that's okay. Uh, we're getting into some uh, good racing now, that's for sure. And, of course, uh, your Linda report, as I say, is available right now here at the uh, South Point Racebook. That's for sure. John, when do they uh, draw for all those stakes races on opening day at Santa Anita? The opening day card for Santa Anita will be drawn tomorrow. So they'll be uh, in the condition book. There are 11 races. It's possible they could run 12. Uh, six of those will be stakes, including three grade ones. Uh, first post next Tuesday will be 11 a.m. And, uh, you know, I, I, one thing we have to remember, you, you have a little bit different wagering menu at Santa Anita than we saw at uh, Los Alamitos. They'll have that all turf $3 pick three back. They will have the uh, the one dollar pick six, the traditional pick six back. Yeah, that's good. And then then uh, not this weekend, but starting January sixth, that coast to coast pick five for a dollar will be back. That involves races between Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park. That's okay. That's neat. I, I kind of I like that bet. That's okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's a lot of fun. And don't forget, folks. Uh, unlike Los Alamitos, they have uh, at least two pick fives, and on some days with the, when they get to 11 and uh, 12 races, sometimes they have uh, three of them, but uh, certainly there's two pick fives daily, right? Two pick fives daily. I think on the first day card, because it'll be at least 11 races, there'll be an added mid, mid-race pick four. Mm-hmm. I think they'll, they'll stay with the two pick fives early and late. The early one is a 14% takeout. So when they have that additional 10 or 11, they'll add a pick four in the middle. It's very unusual that this happens, but John, when they have a carryover, nobody had five in the pick five in the early pick five. Does that carry over to the pick early pick five the next day, or does it just carry over to the late pick five that day? You know, Ralph, it's been so long, I don't know. I'll have to look that up, and I'll, I'll check with uh, Mike Woman, the publicity man at Santa Anita. I would think it would probably carry to the late pick five, but let, let's hope we have to ask that question. All right, and and uh, by the way, even if uh, you know, even if you knew what they did last year, they do change their betting, uh, you know, options. So yes. it, it may may change this year. So we'll we'll get that, that squared away. All right, John, we need a horse at Gulfstream today, buddy. 
Let's go down to the ninth and final at Gulfstream Park. Number two, Run and Rocket. I really like the way this horse improved when he switched the tapita surface last time to break his maiden. He's by Warfront out of a Spicetown mare, so that's turf top and bottom. He uh, shows a slow work on the turf last time, but he outworked a a stable mate by about seven lengths. He did it really easy. I think he's going to move forward on the grass. He's improving. And at 7-2 on the morning line, I think he can come right back against winners. Number two, Run and Rocket, race number nine, Gulfstream Park. All right. Uh, ninth race at Gulfstream, the last race on the card. We're going to go out with a winner with number two, Run and Rocket, the two in the ninth race. Uh, John Lendo's selection for you. Don't forget, there's a suggested late pick four that gets to that ninth race at Gulfstream and all the other comprehensive stuff for today at Gulfstream. The Lindo Report available exclusively only here at the South Point Racebook, and it's uh, free of charge. So there you are. All right, thanks a lot, uh, John. We'll talk to you tomorrow, my man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Good luck today. All right, you got it. Now we're going to go to Jerry Jackowitz, who had a very interesting conversation yesterday with us uh, about uh, betting strategies and how to see how you can manipulate uh, a better payoff from horses with the odds uh, they present. Uh, Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Well, so you, yeah, yeah, well, we, we did. And it's right at the core of understanding how to play horses to make money, mm-hmm. how to turn a, an, an even uh, a person, an even handicap or a guy who can break even on all his bets over years. If we just look at the win price and uh, how we can we can improve that by simply doing a spread with our horse on top. Right. We started the spread with an all and then we bet more money on the horses we like more. So that's one way of taking, say, a two-to-one shot and making it five-to-two or a three-to-one shot and making it seven-to-two or right. four-to-one shot and making it five-to-one. Now, you went o- we you, I was going to say, you went over that yesterday, so now we are going to go to the next uh, situation where Correct. you can help. Go ahead. And the next thing is how do we win more frequently with the same horse and the same bet? Well, since we're making more than the two-to-one on a two-to-one shot or more than three-to-one on a three-to-one shot, we, we, we can forecast that we have a little extra money in the payoff. And we can use that to turn right away with the favorite. We know the favorite comes in first or second 50% of the time, 30% of the time to win about 20% of the time for second. So by doing that, we've now... Just by turning the favorite, whether we like him or we don't like him, for a reasonable amount, you have to look at the uh, the payoffs to determine exactly how much. We now have made a place bet, in essence, or a place win with our horse, because if our horse runs second to the favorite, we're probably going to win an extra 15 or 20 percent of the time. So now we've increased the frequency of our wins. We're still going to win if the horse wins the race. We'll win a little bit less. But if he runs second to the favorite, we now have an extra win. So we sort of made a win bet and a place bet in, 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 a, form, in a form. And if we then expand on that a little bit and we, we take a little more from our winnings on the other side and bet our best numbers on the reverse, we, we increase the amount of times we win when a horse runs second even yet again. And that's how we, we, we both increase frequency and the amount of money we take. Both cases make us a, a, a bigger winner in cash in our pocket. So that's, that's the, the, the in, in the two days, in our 10-minute segment, sure. that's the first thing you need to know about how to take your handicapping and make it more effective with betting. There are, I guess, uh, really three elements uh, to to uh, being successful in playing the races, and that uh, the, obviously the money management is one. The handicapping itself is another, and then uh, recognizing, I think, opportunities, isn't it? Well, yeah, opportunities would be the third. I would think the most important is handicapping. If you're not a, if you know, if you're a terrible handicapper. <laughs> No, there's no great, there's no betting system or approach to betting, I should say, mm-hmm. that will make you a winner. But if you're pretty good, if you're close to zero, if you're if you're the kind of guy who you know has the attitude is you know I get a lot of winners, I just don't make any money. If you start to bet your 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 the horses you like to win using the exacta pool, you're going and then even the place using the exacta pool, you're going to start to find that you're making money on your place. 
That's one of the reasons why I often said is what you really want to do is you want to take your handicapping directly to um, to the bet to to the betting window. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why, for example, I don't run to play pick threes and pick fours right away. That's not my first bet. Uh-huh. My first bet is the win bet via the exacta pool. That's always my first bet, and the reason for that is I don't want the horse to win in the first leg of the pick three and have to wait two more races to see if I'm going to cash on that handicapping idea. Okay. That handicapping idea has to pay me when it happens, when the horse crosses the line first and they declare it official. If I am not cashing my money right there and then, I've done a disservice to myself and my handicapping. So that puts me at a little bit of odds with a lot of the way people think about pick threes and pick fours and so forth. Because Uh for me, they're what I call handicapper rule. They, they, they're very good bets. And I will talk to you about betting pick threes and pick fours uh, maybe tomorrow. Sure. But but to me, the first bet and the most important bet, and I would spend the most time on it, is that simple cashing out on that first play or the play that you have directly in front of you. All right, we got about a minute left. And what I want to ask you is this. Let's uh, say a guy has a $100, $200 bankroll. How much money do you think they ought to put in of that bankroll in each individual bet that they make? The minimum should be about forty dollars. Out of a hundred or two hundred? Out of anything. If all you have is forty dollars, then find forty dollars make perfect bet. Oh, so, no- so you like the horse. This is the, the bet of the day you're gonna stand on. Oh, and there's one other thing. Sure. Don't ever bet the favorite. Okay, well, well, you're preaching to the preacher here because you know I hate filthy favorites. I put up with them, but I hate uh, filthy favorites, that's for sure. There's a word for for favorites, pass. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, people sit there and they think uh, the favorites win 33, 36, sometimes uh, 38% of the time on an average. But you sit there and say, well, that's 38% of the time max. I mean, you're losing the other percentage, which is higher. Anyhow, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I because we only have about uh, twenty seconds left, but uh, we will we'll go ahead and go into the uh, pick threes and, and pick fours, etc. Uh, tomorrow when we have you on the show again. But Jerry, so you're saying that no matter what your bankroll is, if you're going to participate in a race, it should be with at least forty dollars. That's that's the key. Well, I when you're betting under forty dollars, yeah. really all you need to do is make a win bet. Okay, a plain right. simple win bet. All right. Good stuff. And we're going to have more tomorrow on our Friday show. In the meantime, on this first day of winter, it's pretty nice out there. Let's keep it going. Jerry, you have one more thing to say, and you know what it is. Have a great race day, everybody.